Thank you and welcome to another episode of Coding Talks with myself Vishnu Viji. In today's episode we can look into some of the strategies we can apply while we do the code review. Code review is a very integral part of every software development. We will see why uh, why we need to do the code review, what is its relevance and how we can uh, better do code review so that it overall helps the team. in the last episode this is kind of a related episode uh, i can say in the last episode we discussed about the different strategies we can uh, leverage while we develop the code uh, like uh, efficient formatting uh, proper assignment of responsibilities and reducing dependencies between different classes through object oriented uh, that interface oriented approach as well as some of the best uh, test practices strategies like tdd and bdd so all these you can employ in the code review uh, so the code review there are two parties involved uh, like the uh, developer as well as the code reviewer so the reviewer a person it can be a someone who is a very expert person like the technical lead or someone or some software architect or some person or it can be kind of a peer review like someone in your team doing your code review so all those are part of uh, code review so different persons are involved in that but basically there are two person like the developer or one who is developing the code and someone who is reviewing the code and why we are doing the code review there is another thing to consider like we tend to develop the code to satisfy the requirements of client and to make something uh, simpler for the clients to do their task efficiently so that is the purpose of the software which we are developing for the client and in that process uh, due to rush of deadlines or something or maybe due to lack of knowledge we tend to ignore some parts of the development or uh, we may at sometimes uh, unknowingly employ some of the wrong practices in our code and which can lead to its own consequences for example if we tend to write everything in one class uh, which will feel easier uh, and we will feel it natural to do when there is a rush of deadline and other factors uh, so that part will have its own consequences like it will have an impact on the maintenance and it also violates the standards of the organization and that is one part like uh, the wrong uh, development practices can lead to and another thing which we need to consider is sometimes the client may be requiring some something special or some particular thing and we tend to uh, unknowingly ignore that part and we develop something else and when the client receives that he uh, think oh this is not what i intended for and uh, other what i uh, what i need and i need something else so these are things that are usually happen in every software development phases and to reduce these issues uh, code review can help to a great extent because if someone else review your code then they can understand the code in a much better fashion uh, and they can uh, provide you suggestion so the code review strategy is employed by all teams irrespective of uh, whether it's a small company or a big organization or or, uh, or if the team size is small or big uh, Im- implementation of code review in your development strategy can lead to a better outcome and with reduced issues 
so it's a good point to include the code review strategy in every software development and that is one of the reason why the uh, devops systems like azure devops and jlabs provide uh, inbuilt support for code review mainly through the uh, that pull request feature so the process will be like uh, can be called of as a development flow in the uh, in the uh, in the uh, in the uh, in the software development uh, term like you ideally start developing uh, from a master branch uh, by creating a new branch called your feature branch and then what you uh, going to do is you will develop your feature in your own branch you will do the unit testing and everything and you do the end to end testing and then you finally raise a pull request so that pull request is an indication to the reviewer that my code has been completed and it's now ready for review so that the reviewer can look into that particular uh, branch which you have developed and then can uh, give his own suggestions and can better improve the code so that is the um, that is an overall overview of how the uh, code review looks like and mainly in uh, systems like devops it's raised through a pull request and each developer will work on their own feature branch and finally that feature branch is merged to the main branch so in this part two parties are involved like the developer and the mm, reviewer so we can first look into how we as a developer we can effectively write code so that uh, someone else can review it properly so while we write code we need to consider everything uh, that the client needs and some of the best practices and guidelines also which you need to apply so you need to consider all the factors like how much technical capability you have that will be reflected in your code and you should also develop in such a way that someone else might be reading my code and they should be reviewing it and how uh, it feel how your code feels to them and what all the what all possibilities they can find or what all issues they can find from my code so you need to consider all that uh, while developing the code so if you have that an attitude while developing the code you will get uh, some of the best uh, issues uh, by hand during the development phase itself and you can rectify those so that's one of the advantage of that tdd strategy like you initially write some uh, test uh, methods and then you develop the code so that you will validate the uh, your code against that test method to see if it is uh, if it's uh, success or if it's fail so that way uh, you can you can identify some of the best issues at hand and the later that deep issues uh, may be uh, maybe someone else can find through the review process or something so as a developer while you're developing the code you should be aware that someone else is must be reviewing and uh, look from a from the point of view of a reviewer and you see you are developing a code and once it reaches at a particular stage you you stand a bit apart and you see from a higher point of view how it looks like and then you can make some of the modification just like you 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 uh, you um, temporarily forget that you have developed this and someone else have developed and how the code feels to you so at that time you need to consider all the technical knowledge you have and some of the coding standards and the best practices and everything you have to keep in mind so depending upon how much depth of information uh, you have 
and how much knowledge you are uh, knowledgeable you are that way you can effectively develop and at the first time itself at the development stage itself you can find some of the issues uh, in your code so that is on strategy and the other thing is uh, see the coding standard and everything is on part but the main thing is to uh, meet the client requirements so that is the main thing to consider so we have to Uh, repeatedly uh, relate our code at each phase whether it is satisfying the client requirements or not sometimes the the client requirements or the acceptance criteria points defined in your product backlog uh, what i am saying is in in scrum terminology every client requirement can be considered as a product backlog and we call it product backlog in the case of kanban or something other methodologies it will looks like some something else like a feature or something whatever term that are relate that are applicable to that particular methodology in the scrum term uh, i'm going to define this in case of the scrum team in the scrum team basically the product backlog will have the um, feature requirements and the acceptance criteria part defines the main important uh, rules that that feature must satisfy to meet the client requirement so we should go through that but sometimes uh, see in the case of uh, um, a long list of feature or something the the person who write the acceptance criteria may forget some part and there may be some Uh, clarity uh, lacking in some of the acceptance criteria which as a developer you need to reevaluate with the customer and then modify as required because unless the the acceptance criteria is quite clear uh, and very uh, understandable and if you feel confident uh, then only you can develop something and which can meet the requirements of the client so if something is written wrong in the acceptance criteria and if you develop that it will have its own impact so um, the acceptance criteria is one part which you need to consider while developing and once uh, if it is correct then make sure that whether the the acceptance criteria is realigned is repeatedly aligned with your uh, code you are developing so that part you need to consider and along with that you have to consider all the different uh, no, knowledgeable technical things like the uh, how to uh, best use uh, which class here or how uh, how we can split the class which which uh, pattern which we can apply and everything and in spite of all this uh, the overall the code should look simpler as we discussed in the earlier episode like the art of coding um, those of you who haven't listened that episode it's uh, recommended to listen that episode as well because it 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 features some it mentions some of the things which we need to consider while coding so uh, irrespective of whatever technologies or whatever modifications or whatever complexities we are adding the basic aim is to make the code look simpler and easier to understand uh, that is the aim of all these patterns and different things so if it makes the code complex then it's not advisable to include the patterns and other things so the code should be look simpler but at the same time it should be maintainable in the future because the client may be asking some other new requirements in future and they want it quite fast also so as a development team you need to uh, fastly quite fastly deliver those things so the for that purpose you need to make sure that the the code uh, which you are developing uh, should be simpler but at same time it should be uh, expandable that it should be modifiable for the future uh, 
that is the thing which you need to consider and you can apply different patterns here as well like the don't repeat yourself pattern like you put all the code uh, similar codes in one place so that it can be shareable and can be used by other projects and um, on example is the case of the nuget package or in the case of the solution in visual studio Uh, if you have multiple projects you can put common uh, utilities in a um, share shareable uh, assembly so that other projects can refer it and use it and you can modify and maintain all things at one place especially in case of any issues or some bug fixes is happening it will be quite easier and in case of some modification also if you need to make uh, if you want to make you can quite easily do that in one place instead of wrapping it uh, instead of spreading it in or distributed in in different places um so this way uh, you can you can write your code and then um as a developer the other things uh, which you need to consider is how much uh, performance and security your uh, code base will have so all these things like the coding standards and client requirements are okay but other thing uh, important is security and the performance so whether your code is performant oriented or if some new um, uh, or a case like at a particular day if there is a flux of users like a hundred or a thousand users at one place how you are go- how your code is going to perform so that is the performance aspect of your code you need to consider that there will are there any bottlenecks uh, that will happen or needs to be addressed then the security related things especially while coding with the stored procedures uh, you need to make sure that whether any sql injection can happen or in the case of other web application like asp.net or asp.net core uh, different um, security strategies which are um, which are categorized by the owasp so we need to address all those issues as well so the in the absence of those security considerations what will happen is your code will work as per client requirement but at the same time what it happens is when it goes to the production someone else uh, or a hacker can steal that particular website and can make uh, issues like they can they can get your database and they can leak that informations in a public website so the reputation of your company will spoil so you need to consider all the performance and the most importantly the security is one of the main factor which we need to consider so many of the developers tend to forget that particular part and it's very critical in development phase like the security aspect so to get an idea about the security aspects uh, there are a few uh, episodes i have uh, covered earlier in addition to that you can check the microsoft recommended security practices as well as the owasp standards basically the owasp uh, that's an organization has categorized the securities into different um, categories like 10 or 15 categories you can check into and you can under each categories they will uh, say that okay a, a website should satisfy this uh, this particular category and unless it satisfies it can leads to this problem and they also provide some of the suggestions which you can employ they also have set tool called owasp which can be used uh, for your website so it will scan the website basically and then can then raise issues and you can understand that so this part all you need to consider then uh, one thing which you can employ as a developer uh, now we are developing our code and we are also thinking from a reviewer point of view how our code should look like so all the different strategies which you have in your mind 
different patterns you have in your mind the different knowledge you have in your mind and the different experience you have in your mind you can all apply that in your code base but at the same time at times we tend to forget some of the simpler things and in such cases there is an uh, there is an um, effective method by which you can employ in your code which is called the static analysis so you can search about the static analysis so these are kind of a uh, simpler nuget packages which you can add in your c sharp code uh, i will mention on such static example it's called the that uh, that microsoft recommended uh analysis which is a kind of a um static analyzer which you can add in your project through the properties panel it's not a nuget way uh, it's it's kind of a uh, uh you can enable that in your project and you can build your code against that particular um microsoft recommended rules you can search that microsoft recommended rules and that uh, definitely some of the pages will explain how you can enable that in your code base so once you enable that but that basically does is uh, that particular microsoft recommended rules will have a set of predefined rules which microsoft have added and such rules can help your code to look efficient and uh, they can they can figure out some of the issues that can happen in your code and they they can uh, give you guidelines uh, especially if you are, have not prop properly formatted your code that is one aspect or if you have not properly um, put any coding standard names or something or if you have violated some of the rules like uh, making the properties uh, over over public or something in a class which uh, ideally shouldn't be the case all the properties should be ideally private and then you should expose through the method so some of such hints these Uh, static analysis can detect at an earlier stage even while building the code and can raise warnings you can also configure your project in such a way that once these microsoft recommended rules or some static analysis in place identifies this warning you can raise that as a error also so that that means your code will fail and it will not build success um uh, or it uh, so that at that point of time you can understand that something is uh, that something is there issue with your code and it needs some correction so at an earlier point of time you can uh, you can uh, you can identify these things so this static analysis will looks like some of the some of the what to say it's it's a kind of a review it's not a person review it's kind of an automated review and you can employ that in your code similar way there are a, a lot of other static analyzers like the sonar cube and other thing which will analyze your code and then do the rest of thing then if you have a paid um, option then uh, the including the resharpener which is another Uh, good static analysis and it can analyze the your code base and give you proper suggestions so i have explained on tool like the resharpener or the um the, this microsoft uh, recommended rules or something like this on arcube but uh, what you can do is you can check out that and there will be lot of other free tools or other um, different alternatives are available and you can include that this uh, resharpener is on such a good tool which uh, i have personally used but the on disadvantage is that it is a paid uh, 
paid tool which ne- you need to uh, paid for its its license but uh, it can provide a lot of good deal of information by which you can make your you can make your code more uh, look efficient for example if it if if it detects some violation of rules like if you are putting over responsibilities inside a method it can uh, it can give you hint that you should move this to other methods or something like that and uh, resharpener by itself provides option to create a class on the fly based on some warnings and um, you can you can quite fast and up your uh, code development phase through the use of the such code then the disadvantage is that these are paid tools and which you need to pay and it will certainly add a bit of cost to your development then another uh, some of the things which we need to think is uh, the configuration value so there should not be any keys uh, checked into the uh, code base so make sure that every keys or the any configuration secrets which you are using like the azure key vault or azure secrets or azure storage key or something make sure that is put in a confidential area like the azure key vault or something and read from there instead of directly hard coding that in the code base because if you if you Uh, store something such secret in a code base the there is a possibility that someone else who has access to the code base can read those information and can make issues and also uh, it 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 may cause serious consequences in live environment as the some uh, some other person who has access to this code base will get this particular secret and they can manipulate the data from there and can they uh, they can make issues then uh, so the uh, so you can uh, you can include some of the these best strategies from your uh, from your uh, from your understanding and your experience but at the same time the use of this static tools and analysis can uh, help you to uh, quite uh, they help to remember uh, get you remember something if uh, if you tend to forget a particular aspect so these are uh, some of the good ideas and then the inclusion of the test plans uh, or the test unit test or something as uh, i we discussed in the earlier episode like the tdd or bdd is also a good strategy if you have difficulty in implementing tdd or bdd then still it is still better to have a, a plain unit test so that you can you can make sure that a particular uh, particular method or a function is working as expected then overall in addition to the unit test you need to do an end to end testing that which you can do manually or can do automated so whatever way you prefer you, you once you done that then at that part of time your coding is now completed or the code is now good for review so what you basically does is you finally commit that changes and you have you will re-verify once again and then you raise a pull request so once you raise a pull request you can mention who need to review that so at that this point of time this review point of time you can mention someone a senior person of or if he is busy you can do that review with your peer reviewers as well so the uh, systems like devops has provision to set the required reviewers for a particular project so if the team has requirement that this particular project or component should be reviewed by at least one technical person or some uh, two say technical person or something like that you can set policies based on that so that is one thing but uh, at the same time if they are busy or something uh, you can specify someone who else in your team 
who do a similar thing can also review that may maybe they can find also some good uh, suggestions and they will look on the code review now we can look into how the as a reviewer we can review the code so to to effectively done the review uh, the reviewer must be a good developer as well so he should under he or she should understand the um, business requirements and the client requirements quite clearly and also he or uh, she should have the technical knowledge as well so that he can provide the suggestions so that's a um, that's a good quality which every reviewer should have unless he is a um, he is quite confident with what he is doing he will not be able to provide you suggestions and such reviews can lead to a kind of a uh wrong um uh, or a such kind of reviews are not kind of a constructive one which the uh, which uh, the developer or anyone of the team is benefit of so someone is reviewing the code and um there are few outcomes that can come with this review so one type of review is kind of a negative feedback or uh, um another kind of the outcome of the um this review code review st- stage is kind of a positive feedback so every developer and every team uh, tends to welcome a good positive feedback but of uh, often there will be chances that something developer may miss or some issues in their development practice or something so the reviewing person should provide a constructive feedback like uh, he should provide suggestions like how we can improve this particular area or some how we can avoid this issue and provide a constructive feedback instead of uh, blaming that particular developer so there are possibility that according to the human nature when someone is reviewing uh, so that reviewer may have a prejudice or some particular idea or conventions about a particular person and based on that he review the code and then he there may be a possibility that he may review that and then say oh you, you made this mistake you made that mistake and so so and he will be directly target or personally target that person so such kind of reviews are kind in software term kind of it are kind of a um, negative feedback or it it's not a constructive feedback and it's kind of a destructive feedback because the outcome of such feedback negative feedback Uh, cause harm to the organization as well as the team so what happens is that uh, when a person directly when a reviewer directly attacks a developer and personally attack what happens is the developer will feel demotivated so instead of correcting that he will try to move away from that particular team and the replacement of such a person will cause additional burden for the team as well so that that is a possibility that can happen if the reviewer is not constructive so on the other hand a constructive feedback not focus on a particular person uh, but what it focus is the issue and how that issue may not satisfy the client requirement so the the reviewer should be a, should have the soft skills to effectively convey this idea to that particular developer so that he should not feel offended with the, those suggestions and he will not he will feel it as a welcome kind of thing and then include so a, so a soft skill is a must requirement for every reviewer so in the absence of soft reviewer and if the reviewer is using some strategies like a force or some blaming strategy then it can lead, lead, lead to a disc- deconstructive 
it's it's not it's kind of a non constructive feedback which can lead to serious uh, issues and it overall affects the team and organization as well it in, indirectly contributes to the organization um, uh, cost because uh, such a developer who feel demotivated may not feel to work efficiently to its full capacity and he may he may find some other uh, openings or something and then the problem what happens to the organization is to replace such a person there is a, another additional burden occur like training another thing so the feedback should be all, always positive and um and some of the blogs suggest some techniques like a kind of a sandwich method by which if the if the person is having too much of um issues and you need to convey that issues to the developer then kind of a sandwich method like first initially uh, praise them with some of the good things which they have done and then mention these things so that they will understand the issues and then they can feel it but that all depends on how skilled the reviewer is and how effectively he can apply that to the person so uh, if the if a person is lacking that skills normally even a simple issue uh, conveying will feel the other person like the developer will feel like offending and it can lead to more issues so that should be avoided and the the reviewing person should be or uh, should be technical Uh, and sh- he should have the business knowledge but at the same time uh, that person should have the um, required soft skills also so such a efficient person who is uh, who has the required soft skills and who is able to communicate properly he can make an impact and he can uh, he can let the developer understand his mistake and the developer will feel it kind of a kind of a new knowledge and he will feel very happy and he will able to um understand that new thing and he will able to quite easily apply that in the code so that he should feel uh, there is a need for an improvement and such an improvement can effectively contribute to the overall overall um um quality of the uh, code base and as the t- development team as well so we have discussed uh, the two uh, two parties involved like the uh, code reviewer and the developer person so once the code reviewer whether it's a peer review or some technical lead uh, doing the code review he he provides some of the suggestions or tips and then the developer will uh, positively add those things in the code and updates the code and then finally once everything is satisfied that code is br- merged to the main branch so this is the development flow so we start with a uh, start with a branch that is the master branch from there we uh, from there the developer created a new branch that's called the feature branch and then do the development there and then finally do the review Uh, may uh, make some review modifications to that uh, code in that p- particular branch and then finally everything is satisfied satisfied that feature is now completed and now it's ready to the deployment so that will be merged back to the main so that everything will be can can be done quite easily if you use tools like the azure devops or something like if you uh, you can easily start a development by looking on the work item then you create a new branch and then you start developing on that and once you develop that you raise a pull request so 
everything is by default inbuilt in devops azure devops so that you can you can raise a pull request and then someone will be notified and someone will do the review and everything and they will provide some suggestions you can make the code modifications based on their suggestions and then update the code then once everything is uh, completed then just by the click of a complete button your your code will be merged to the main branch so that those all mechanisms will be there in the devops systems like azure devops or gitlab or whatever the jira or bamboo or something so different different vendors are there i have explained that from the perspective of microsoft like the azure devops similar applies to the gitlab also there is another that is another devops tool so this way um the code gets merged so this way the entire tracking will be there and at some point of time if you want to see what all feature changes has been happened you can check on that pull request and see what the different things are there so these are some of the things that are happening in a code review but the main thing is to make this code review effective both the developer and the um, review person should have a fair understanding about the different basic business knowledge and moreover he should be have a technical knowledge as well and he can apply the different um, principles like the coding standards like the coding not coding standards uh, coding um, uh, guidelines like the solid Uh, or the dry principle like the don't repeat yourself principle and yakni which is another principle which means that you will add you need to add code only that is required and not need to add extra things based on assumptions and then the uh, interface oriented programming which is another addition which reduce the coupling between classes so you program uh, to an interface then directly calling a class you create an interface and then add methods and then call that interface instead of directly calling a dependent class so that way the class is not tightly binded so uh, the more effective you can understand about the different uh, architectural patterns and moreover how effectively you can em- employ that particular architectures in your code so and the ultimate aim should be the code should be much simpler like an easy to understand book as we discussed in the earlier episode uh, all these inclusion should not make the code complex so uh, when someone is looking into the code they should feel it natural to understand the code and that is what the main aim of including all these things if something is make your code looks complex then there is no point in adding those things to your code and uh, the code should be simpler but maintainable so there is should be a balance as well we why we are adding this different um, strategies like the try or the um, interface oriented programming or different strategies is that it should be maintainable so that when something else or uh, something else is required by the client we can add that quite easily without much depending on the um, depending on the modification part so we can very easily change something in the code if you if you properly organize your code so and at the same time there should be a balance like not much too much complexity should be there so i hope this uh, uh, give you an understanding about the code review process and at every point of time whoever uh, in development role uh, like uh, if they are even one or two years experience they should be at some point of time maybe doing the review uh, maybe their own code or someone else code they need to review and you can 
uh the more you knowledge about the different pattern different things in software the more effectively you can do the code and moreover the code review should be a kind of a constructive feedback based like you should provide something uh, encouraging and uh, helpful so that the developer can understand it and they can employ it so that the client meets the code base meet more um, aligned to the client requirement so that is the main aim of the code review so with that uh, let's uh, wind up this episode and we will come up with another episode later uh, thanks for listening this uh, this talk will be available on all podcast platforms like the apple podcast or the google or uh, spotify or whatever favorable platforms you have you can listen this uh, and All the opinions that I share through this podcast are purely personal and do not represent any of the employer's view in any way. It's just personal opinions and thanks for listening and have a nice day.